0: Inside 20 is brought to you by Traditional Bow Hunters of Georgia. Head on over to tradbowga.com for more info. Welcome to the show. This is from our most recent hunting trip to Fort Stewart, Georgia, which is close to Savannah, Georgia. We left early Wednesday, June 22nd, and returned Sunday. June 26th. Matt, Tim, Mike, Dindy, and Foster all made it out to hunt. We had a great time. We cut up, we hunted hard, we had opportunities, and well, I'll leave the rest for the podcast. All right, it is 10.45 on June 23rd. Fort Stewart, Georgia.
1: That <laughs> is currently sharpening broadheads.
2: Clean the dirt up from underneath them. Yep. Hey. We uh, shot some pigs tonight and missed. But it's okay. There's always tomorrow.
1: We all got opportunities.
0: Matt said his lessons were?
2: Yeah, so lesson one, um, don't shoot at a pig that's running away. I had a pig at probably 30 yards with a bunch of other pigs, and uh, tried to shoot the biggest one, I tried to sneak up a little bit closer, and uh, when I was trying to close the distance, I turned around saw me and went the other way. Then lesson two was make sure you have another arrow ready when you get to pick up your arrow with your tail tub because there could be another pig standing there. I turned around and there was a smaller pig I didn't see when I walked up. I was standing there like probably ten yards or less. Of course when I to get another arrow it ran off. And then lesson three. that pig is quartering to you They're quartering away from you or broadside we should shooting a pig that's facing you in the heat of the moment just trying to get another shot off you don't feel like you're gonna have another opportunity if you don't It's good knowledge but the good news is it's the second year i've come down here this is the first year that i saw pigs Totally different this year. A lot of pig, a lot of, um, a lot of area that, that is dry. So we've been focusing on area that has major bodies of water that we know has got water in it. And every time now we've seen pigs. Every hunt. Every hunt. Yeah. So. That's the good news. The bad news is, it's hot, 105 degrees today, hot. So, but the good news is, is that we, we lost some weight. Mm. No doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Some of us have been dealing with some other personal problems with, you walk a lot, but it's okay. There's, there's things you can get at the store for that.
1: No. Chafing. No. Chafing is a serious problem when you walk around all day. What do you think would remedy that problem? Oh, I don't know. Shooting a pig early in the morning and coming back to the hotel and relaxing. That probably. think you need better underwear. Maybe better underwear. Maybe you can ask for that for your birthday. So, yeah, so you, de- okay, you said your legs, like upper thighs? Remember? Yeah, upper inside thighs is just where... I guess it was where the material from my, my underwear was just, you know boxer briefs. Uh no, it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's So it covers yours. down that far. You've got yeah, material it, over it where covers. it's rubbing do not I j I don't I don't know. It was it's just something I guess when I sweated it, it made the material just rub me wrong. I got you. but that was the worst thing that happened all day, so it was good.
2: Well we've seen we've seen alligators. Oh we've seen several it. times. We've seen several alligators, times. uh owl um, We saw a timber rattler, water moccasin. Within the first 20 minutes of being here, I literally stepped on a water moccasin, and I thought I was going to go home after that, <laughs> because yeah. I thought that this wasn't for me. It
1: is. this is the best, I mean, it's not a whole lot of perspective, considering we've only been here once, but way better than the last time. Yeah, 90 nine day difference. Very hot today, though, it was like 100, was said 103, but... Got some fishing poles, caught some fish. Yeah, did a uh, catch and clean on the bank. That was nice. So well, I fishing. Yeah, good job providing. you What
2: was the gas station? Joiners? Is that right? Yep. How about the experience of joiners. We have bought fishing poles from there,
1: Yeah, that's what tried fishing poles. So the, the conditions outside, we pretty much talked about that is dry, it's very hot. There's water in areas where there's previously been water, there's no water. In areas that should hold water, like creeks, no water.
0: So the river is pretty much the main source. So that kind of narrows it down. Plus, there's very little that's open. So that's kind of narrowing our, uh, we, we thought, because all the areas being closed is going to be an issue. But with the really dry conditions, it's really making it easy. Fortunately, we can hunt near the river.
2: Yeah, it's been a huge difference. And, and the, the areas that we're hunting are massive. There's, there's no way you can cover them. So it's, uh, it's nice to have it down It's there. encouraging that we can go back to the same spots in yeah. the next few days and probably not done any harm so far. Probably not, dude. It's all through areas
1: that look promising. A lot of rooting. Miles with what today? 11, miles. Eleven miles, twenty-one thousand
2: steps. A lot of walking. A lot I'm of walking. I'm not used to that. That's for sure. We don't have anything this large, from an acre standpoint. No, do we do we have access to where we live. Yeah, that's right. So it's
1: a different ballgame. Yeah, and uh, having. You talked about earlier having a proper pack for that, uh, you know, load distribution, and then also just in general keeping your load as light as possible. staying hydrated, using those
0: uh, those little Propel packets, some freaking super cold water.
2: And better make sure you have a lot of water.
1: It was hot.
0: We sure went through some water and Propel. That's good advice. Keep your packs light. Stay hydrated, and don't hunt too much into the heat of the day this time of year. It is June 25th,
2: 1965,
0: and 2022. And, uh, went out this morning. I got an opportunity yesterday. Matt had, uh, shot a pig. Shot it in, the um, in the wrong place. The wrong time. Well, but he, he didn't... It's not his fault the pig started
2: running. And, uh... Not running. Walking. Walking. What happened? It was, uh... About 7.45 this afternoon. So, uh, I was walking... Working back through an area that I just worked through. Had the wind in my face and uh, ended up seeing... Actually heard a pig and looked, and about forty-five yards somewhere on there, there was a uh, looked like a sow and some piglets. Uh they were medium-sized piglets, and it ended up they worked on to right to left, going downwind of me. Um, and so I was like, well, that's that's not going to work. And then luckily I heard some more pigs that were over there where they were just at, and There was three big pigs that were rooting around behind this cypress tree with like a down tree behind that and laid over the side of it so i could see two of them at the time i only thought there was two pigs and i could see two of them and i could tell they couldn't see me the, where this tree was laying over in front of them so i could see like some body and then the tree was like splitting half their body in half you know and uh, so I, I started creeping over there closed the distance as far as i could there was no trees left to stay behind and got about 20 yards and i guess there's a third pig there and that third pigs ended up picking me out and uh, it spooked. And the other pig ran off with it. And then the third pig was walking. And uh, I guess I made the mistake of trying to shoot it with it slowly walking by me at like 18 yards, 20 yards, somewhere on there. And uh, when I sh- sh- shot, the, str- the string slap uh, caused that pig to, sh- to jolt. And when it did, it ended up hitting in the cam. And it took off run on my arrow. and So, of course, I knew it was a bad shot. And... Just started looking for blood, hoping maybe hit an artery. And walked up through the woods and uh, didn't find the arrow and didn't find any blood. And, and then was uh, walking back, making a kind of a half circle back. Just got lucky and ran into that luminop My arrow I had pulled pulled completely out. Got about ten inches of penetration and no blood after where the arrow was at. So I assume I just hit that uh, rear ham and nothing nothing to do any, any, uh, long-term harm on that pig, probably, it'll probably be fine. So, another lesson learned. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's cool. It's, trying try to see the, the, uh, the beauty, I guess, of just being on pigs all week. You know, that, this is, that we're going to look back on this and think back on it, and, uh, and this is probably going to go down as a successful trip because, you know, this was the most that we had done by ourselves last time we came. You know, we had folks taking us out. We had no clue where we were. So we had at least a little bit of experience to lean on this time, you know, from our first trip. And uh, it's paid off. And, and also with it being, like you mentioned before, with it being uh, hot, you know, they're they're really concentrated around water. and Matt, led us to the river. We were lucky enough to have experiences there that reinforced that that was a good decision and so we kept coming back and pretty much every hunt we've had had success. And mornings we were doubting if mornings were, were viable so we went this morning and uh, Diddy told us to be out there you know, pretty much be in your spot when the sun comes up and so we were a little late but still had some success this morning down by the river. Uh, dropped Matt off then I went in and parked and uh, started walking in. I try to met, you know make my processes as uh, quick as possible, you know, just to freaking get down in there. Cause the sun had already come up. I think it was like 6:30 when I was when I was uh, starting to drop down into the bottom. If you walk down that little road there, where there's boat access, uh, the trail keeps going, and uh, it. Kind of veers to the left. Well, if you go to the right, you can see there's like where pigs and walking straight downhill into the into that bottom. So I, I dropped down in there and saw a raccoon and, and kept walking. I'd say around that bend, probably two or three hundred yards, uh, I just happened to catch movement down below me in in the bottom. And the way that that, that uh, piece sets up, I'm kind of walking a ridge. So up on top of me to my left, there's, you know, uh, thicker uh, bushes and and palmettos and, and uh, much more green there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, you know, trees and that sort of thing well down to the right it's cypress trees and, and cypress knees and, and mud and muck and you'll see all that stuff uh, you know it's what they're rooting in so I, I was kind of looking down in there and I just I'm just kind of lucky you know just saw I think it was a, a tail or something saw a little pig. And I was like, oh man, there's a pig right there. And knowing from, from Matt's experiences and other people that if you see one, there's probably multiples. So before you go moving, kind of look and try to take inventory of your situation. There's a tree right in front of me. So I knew I needed to get around that. I was hoping that the pig would walk completely by me and give me a shot. But it, it wasn't going to walk anymore to the right because there was standing water. And they're not, you know, they're just kind of hitting the edge of this standing water. So I, I, I saw him kind of looping and going back to the left knew I need to kind of close the distance quickly for the wind switch, so I stepped around this tree, and uh, when I did, I made a little racket, and he started to kind of, you know, qu- quick-step it away from me. He didn't really know what's going on, but he was kind of uneasy, and uh, I, I'm probably just moving too fast, I think, man. I'm not one with the, not an Indian yet, you know, but doing some really stupid stuff, moving too quickly, you know, picking my bow up and, and probably have stuff on me that's making noise, like clothing. I had a some, uh, like an orange T-shirt over my shoulder, and then I've got this GoPro straps to my chest, and I've got this quiver over my back, and all this stuff probably makes slight noise. I don't know that that's really messing these things up. I think it was, you know, it probably saw me, saw that branch move or something. But anyway, it took off. It, it freaking uh, started stepping out of there pretty quickly. And there was another one behind it I never even saw until it, it started coming past. And I picked my belt and shot, and it was probably like 28, I don't know, 25, 28 yards, something 30 yards maybe, close to that. And uh, the, the pig was gone before the arrow got there. It looked like it was tracking pretty good. So uh, they they went on. I uh, continued walking down that little, uh, you know, same path that I was going to that little bottom, and not, I'd say, 50 feet. I mean, it, dude, it was... It, very short amount of time, maybe 100 yards, let's say, 50 to 100 yards. Uh, I thought I'd caught back up with those same pigs because it was black. I saw, it, you know, I, I heard something. I looked there, I saw some move, and uh it's like, oh crap! There's a pig right there. And that's, I cut my video on at that point and uh, started trying to close the distance because it, it was probably 30 yards from me when I saw it, and uh, so I just kept. It was out in the in the muck. You know, uh, trying to be quiet moving through and trying to go tree to tree, stay behind the tree so, you know, it can't see me. And it was behind a log. It was actually, I think, feeding on this log, uh, like bugs in the log or what, rotten log. And so its head was down by another log. And uh, I could only see the top of its back and its hair. And I kept second-guessing myself. I was like, is that a pig or not? I saw something move. Is that it? And then I saw, you know, I would see it move a little bit. And I just kept trying to stay right behind the tree. And I got to probably about 10 yards from it. And um, I stepped out, and I was making some noise. I almost slipped and fell at one point, and uh, I really didn't check the wind, but I I felt like it was pretty good. And I got to the Cypress Street, I peeked out around the corner, and when I did, I, I really could have shot at the top of the shoulder with its head down, but I knew that high shot was garbage, so I was hoping that it would kind of walk away. It picked its head up. And, uh and then it just took off and as it took off I drew back and tried to shoot I shot right into a tree just like three feet to the left of it <laughs> it's way off uh, and then I, I I watched him stop at probably like maybe a 100 yards or so and he kind of slowed down and then uh, he picked back up so maybe the wind switch maybe he caught a little bit of my wind or something I don't know who knows but uh yeah, it's, it's, it's tough tough super super tough.
2: Yeah, it's motivating, but it's, uh, it's disappointing at the same time. Yeah. But there's always this afternoon. we get two hunts left this afternoon, and tomorrow morning then we head home.
1: Yeah. That's
2: right. God willing, it, uh, it comes together for us. But we've learned a lot of things this trip. I think I will uh, go away from the shoulder quiver and, and uh, go back to... Limb mounted, wherever on my bow, just from a mobility standpoint, like trying to get in between trees and stuff like that when you're walking and like you're trying to like close the distance, mm-hmm. and then uh I definitely will uh, definitely have an arrow knocked uh, if I if I the shot is fired and going in there to, to retrieve an arrow because there's, there's so much uh, brush and stuff where we're hunting that. that could be another pig that was with us that pig that you shot at that hadn't moved, it's still standing there for sure. Had that happen, so they blend in so good, didn't they it? do. Yeah, they uh got a, a lot of a lot of good colors on with that mud and so the color of their uh their fur.
0: Yeah, the the uh the the area that we're hunting, I think, is just really really concentrated with pigs, way more pigs than we're seeing. And that's you know part of the reason we're having some, some encounters. It's kind of inevitable inevitable when you're in an area like this. But uh, they're coming and going a lot too. And I think that we've pretty much cracked the code to to the times that we absolutely need to be in the woods. It being the first hour of light and the last hour of light. Uh, a lot of magic happens right then. And I think that that's because these pigs, uh, you know, they're they're sitting up and trunch, you know, just really. Not wanting to move, so freaking hot uh, during the day. I mean, hence while we're in the room right now. Nothing wants to be out there, that dealing with that crap, you know, snakes and bugs and just the heat. Man, it'll it'll drain you real quick. So they're they're doing the same thing uh, every day. You just gotta you gotta find them, and that was that was a good job by Matt by cyber scouting and finding you know a good area that held water and, and right along that river, and it, even in some, you know, there's these little sloughs that, that, that uh, in, in areas that would normally be when the water levels up, they would be flooded, and these, these probably have dried out uh, the least, obviously because, you know, they're closer to the river, but also because some of these are pretty deep, and so, you know, they, they've lost a lot of water, but they were just so deep, they held held a lot of water to begin with, so they still got some in there. And uh, there's a certain consistency of soil, it seems, that these pigs are, are really looking for. And you know, it's kind of, you know, like I said, walking that edge of, uh, of the, you know, where the cypress knees are and, and where you start seeing, you know, pine needles or, you know, uh, palmettos or, you know, whatever, at least in, in this area that we're hunting. And then we're walking down, uh, you know, to leave, walking down the, the road we had just driven in, an hour, hour and a half earlier, and, and I counted 12 different spots where, where, you know, at least a pig, or in some cases, family groups of pigs were crossing the road, uh, you know, they had, they had stepped on our tire tracks, like, confirmed they were there after we drove through, uh, so it's just odd, man, that's
2: just very high concentration of pigs. And yeah, you have to be careful how you pick your way through, because you have a tendency to want to walking for hour hours at a time and you said you have a tendency to want to try to get through the next little area like so, you know just continue to cover more ground and if you're not careful you'll just you'll just walk up on picks and you won't know they're there and they'll bust you hmm. and so like being able to like walk and stop be like intentional about stopping and looking around and like really looking around good and then start going again and continuing that and it seems like it takes three times as long to cover an area and you're not being as productive, but it happens when you least expect it just like when you're sitting a your stand. Sure.
0: No, that's that's a very good point. I felt like I, I felt like before when I was walking with you guys that I, I was moving a little bit too slowly, like I was lagging behind and some of that probably could have been we're walking long distances during the day. You know, we, we're tired. We're walking with packs. Uh, so I've shed some of that and, and I'm walking probably the same speed but I'm, I'm, it feels like I'm going a lot slower. Uh, and like Matt said, you know, really looking for movement. I think when you've got multiple people there, uh, you know, you you guys were moving through there pretty darn quickly.
2: Yeah, and you can fix. More likely to uh, pick pick out pigs doing that. There was what, two hunts, uh, two or three hunts, that one person saw and the other people didn't. And we're like within you know thirty or forty yards of them. Yeah, before we know it. All yeah, right, three guys, three-set device. Yeah, it helps out, but it also, you know, adds to it in double ascent and movement, um, noise. But I think that what I've learned from this standpoint, and we talked about this earlier, but, like, the noise itself, it's not as big of a deal as you think. You don't need to be going, like, blowing through palmetto's and brush and making a bunch of noise right. that you can hear from a long ways off, but... You'll notice, like if you're with three people and somebody's forty or fifty yards in front of you, and you can't even really hear them unless they step on a big stick or log and it, it snaps or you know something breaks, but you can't even hear them walking, and you can really try to concentrate on that. And I'm not to say that pigs have worse hearing than we do, but I don't think they pay as much of attention to it, especially if it's if they're rooting around or there's multiple pigs in a group because they're not they're not a, a necessarily deer where they I think a lot of times deer have a conscious. Um, mind of like where the other deer are if there's a group of them. Right. And they're not making hardly as much noise. Uh, they're definitely not you know, making that kind of noise. So like I was a couple, like last night when I was walking through trying to close that distance, I'd in this really mucky area and I didn't want to walk through it because I knew it was going to make a lot of noise just by looking at it. But there was nowhere else that I could go and keep that wind in my face to continue to close that distance. And I had to go there and when I stepped in, I tried to be conscious of, like, making my toes go in first and then pulling my heel out real slow so it wouldn't make that, like, sloppy noise. Yeah. Uh, and there was probably once or twice when I was taking, I don't know, 10 steps in that jump that it made that noise, and I just stopped. And they didn't even look up. They just continued to eat and feed and doing what they were doing. Hmm. Uh, and I, th- I honestly believe if that third pig, if I'd known that third pig was there, because there's, like Mike said, they're so hard to see, and they blend in so well, especially when you get in this, these these big swamps. Yeah, so everything's black. Yeah, huge cypress <laughs> needs that have been underwater probably pretty much most of the year, especially last year. We were down here in all this rain that we had last year. Like These spots would have been probably 10, 10 foot deep in some areas where we're walking through, maybe deeper than that, if, when that river is up. And so you've got these cypress needs that are... They're just as black, the same color as the mud, pretty much, I'm six foot up off these knees of these cypress trees, and uh, and there's a bunch of them, and then you got all the mud, and these pigs are just, I mean, they they blend so well, and when you're when you're really focused and your adrenaline's rushing, and you're trying to you know, really concentrate, and you're seeing the pigs, and you know the other pigs that you're going after, you don't always see the other pigs that are with them, so that's happened now. That's happened twice to us, so yeah, we're rookies to this, but now have been in this this type of environment and hunted pigs like this for the second time for us. In the last year and doing it this year, uh, I you know I think going into it, doing it next year, will uh, be the third year. I really feel like we've had a, we've had multiple areas figured out. We've got polar opposites from super wet conditions to like dry conditions, like where to hunt, where not to hunt, how that varies. Uh, And then just like what you can get away with what you can, not the type of gear you should bring And the stuff you can leave in the truck Uh, And then how to do like if you're hunting more than one person like how you can do that the ways that will work It's like next year. We'll Really have it figured out next year. Hopefully
0: it's similar similar situation where we Eventually we're going to run these these exact scenarios again, you know, we're going to know exactly even you know uh, specific Spot to go down and hunt. You know, when we first started coming down here, Dendy was like, "Go to A blank or E blank or whatever." I've seen pigs there. I've had you know encounters with pigs there. And I guess that's just a culmination of all his years of coming down here and and hunting different conditions and you know knowing things like you know they're eating on blueberries or they're you know down uh, whatever down near the river or uh, you know whatever. It's uh it's interesting, man. Uh, experience and then to to see success when you're because you're always going to have that doubt it's like what am am i doing something wrong but you keep applying the fundamentals of of keeping the wind in your favor these are the things that i I have to check we all have to check on a regular basis you have to check where you... So you have to have a plan, first and foremost. So like you just don't go in without a plan, right? you got to know you're going into an area where they're likely to be, where the wind... You're not going to just blow the whole area out because you go in with the wrong wind and you're wasting your time. You're walking around. Everything has smelled you within two miles of where you're about to walk if you go in with a, you know, tailwind. Uh, and so having an idea of that, knowing, you know... And Matt kind of championed this of, of like from a top of, or from a, a map, you know, Apple Maps, Google Maps or whatever. Being able to look at that and look at the, the satellite imagery and be like, okay, that is, that's 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 the type of stuff we're looking for. And you can just kind of follow the river and see that coloration and kind of know from just boots of the ground experience what that vegetation looks like and where those pigs are usually at. And that's what you're looking for, at least in these conditions. And, uh, and, and then take that and replicate that in other areas. And have success theoretically. I mean, there's always going to be things you can't control, or it's not going to look exactly like that on the, the thing. So you got to go check it out. But you know, uh, in doing that, I think we have we have really increased our odds. And, and you hear people say all the time, the last few days are, are usually the best. Um, hopefully, we can eliminate that learning curve at the beginning of our trip. You're always going to have to, you know, check out and see what it looks like, you know, specifically in that at that time. But you're you're going to be able to to, to speed that process up a lot by you know your prior experience so that that's just these are just tools and toolbox for us to pull on next time uh, hopefully we have success this time man it's it's we've definitely had our share of uh of of tries and but you gotta think you know we're doing this probably one of the harder ways to to hunt uh you know so many things have to go right so yeah talking back to the things we have to to, to to monitor the things that have to go our way. And some of those things are in our control, some are not. So focused on the things you can control, such as having a plan, hunting in the right area, hunting the right wind, uh, you know, knowing how to walk through the area and uh and not make a lot of unnecessary noise and uh, you know, be able to access your stuff, your gears, you know, squared away, everything's you know, working as it should, uh, like your bow, your arrow's not falling off the string. I had that happen one time, like my uh knock was too big for the string. you don't be figuring that crap out when you got something running by you so you know make sure that you're squared away and make sure you got a plan and uh so you're looking at the wind constantly throwing checking wind and uh and then you're, you're watching your direction that you're walking making sure that you know you're kind of stuck because it's easy to get turned around everything looks the same um uh, and then you know you're watching for pigs obviously you're also watching where you're stepping because we've, we've encountered a cane break We've encountered a dang co- uh, cottonmouth. Matt stepped on a damn cottonmouth. And how many freaking, you know, spiders we've seen, and, and all, you know, all kinds of crap out here. It's just you got you got to really be watching all these things. It's very, I wouldn't say mentally exhausting, but it's uh, it, it puts your mind to work. You've got to be able to to kind of keep tabs on all these things. And uh, I don't know. It's interesting. He's just it's tough, but it, it's. Uh, it can be done, and that, I think that's a good consoling thought to me is like, Dendi does it all the time, Robert Carter does do it all, you know, these guys do it all the time, uh, they live down here taking a lot of practice, I think that's, you know, what we're finding is the more you try it, the, the you know, the things you see that work, double down on that, things don't work, leave those things behind, and, you know, eventually you're going to have success. Uh, you got to have encounters with them in order to, to kill them, uh, which we have had i don't think either one of us are strangers to you know heartache or failure or, you know that kind of thing so just got to stay after it stay motivated and uh focus on the things you can't control the wind will get you a lot though i th- i had actually i forgot when i was telling the story about the my encounter this morning uh i actually busted a bunch of pigs i never even saw them. so where i was, where i was walking in it was that bottom was i'd say four or five hundred yards and then the river started and so it's way too far to see to the the edge of. But I started to walk out there at the beginning, uh, and it was so mucky. I mean, after about 40, 50 yards off the off the uh, dry land, I mean, you're freaking almost up to your top of your boots. You know, it's not, it's not passable for us. So those pigs that were over there weren't even huntable. And I was like, man, I busted all the pigs out of here. So that was my initial thought. Just going to show how. How little i know you know how, how dense a population they probably are i go i'd say maybe 20 30 yards get on those two pigs they very lightly busted out of there after i shot at the one i don't even think they knew what was going on uh, and then another 20, 30 yards get on another one so i mean it was like bam 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 i was on pigs and shortly thereafter we uh we just pulled out no we were coming back to the area no reason to, to sneak it up uh you know they're not where they're gonna go you know uh so hopefully yes. Some, some good luck this afternoon,
2: tomorrow. Yeah, it's another thing too with Fort Stewart. Somebody new coming into it, we've learned this, luckily through advice. The guys have done this already, but you got to be conscious, like where you're driving around. You can't just, it's 300,000 acres. There's <laughs> yeah. so many different roads to go in and out and you have to know exactly like how to get to that spot and like looking on, you would think, well, you can just look on, you can look on maps or I can get directions by dropping a in. No, that doesn't work because doesn't any of these apps don't pick up all these roads that are cut in through this property. Some of them are, but not all. And so uh, with that, there's tons of roads, there's tons of different ways to, to get to these, these different blocks of woods, but you can't drive through a closed area. And if you do, you risk of getting, I think you get uh, put on suspension for like a year, uh, and then it's like a $500 fine, get caught, and just driving down a road in between closed areas. So that makes it really tough when certain areas being closed off for uh, military training or for them to do a burn or any kind of maintenance work on some of these roads. So that makes it even more challenging, uh, just being able to try to map out your direction. There's been multiple days that we've said, oh, we're gonna go to this block of woods and we drive there and we like there's we figure out like, oh, this is the route we need to go, but the road's closed, we can't go that way. So we have to turn around and go back and try to find a new way. So advice from that is you, you better, if you're gonna hunt a new area in the morning, uh, the be- or even in the afternoon, the best thing is to, the morning, the, the evening before, go out there and drive to the spot and make sure you know how you can get there and make sure it's going to be the same like those areas are still going to be open the next day and yeah. you can look at that online and then if it's an afternoon hunt you better leave you better plan to leave 2 hours earlier than what you you know what it would take you to get there even if you get there early it's better than um uh, it's better than you showing up late and burning today. day
0: yeah Sure. We drove through an area that was open the day before, and, and we came down, noticed a, a red flag, and there was a, a guy that came and chased us down and said that they were about to start live firing, and that we just drove through a closed-off area and didn't even realize it. Well, like I said, just drove through there the day before, and the, the day before that. I mean, we, we had been in and out of there the whole trip, pretty much, and that uh, was the only way in and out, so we thought, and he showed us another way and uh it just
2: luckily he was nice forgiving yeah yeah because it was an honest mistake it wasn't intentional yeah and he could have, could have done, uh taken a different route with us so
0: yeah he definitely could have i'm thankful and uh yeah the, you supposedly you get a fine if you go through a closed off area like this. So that's a good point you just really need to to make sure that you're watching that um you know open and closed area list in know re- in real time because uh, it could change from hour to hour, really. Uh, probably they're they're doing a whole lot of training out here.
2: Don't get frustrated if you bust pigs or you miss a shot or you make a bad shot. You gotta just keep going back. That's it's not about the kills. Yeah. You know, traditional archery, it's it's about the uh, experiences, uh, the challenge of trying to get super close. Um, and this then, challenge you know, is right. Making, making a shot that's <laughs> based off you, right? Completely, like it's you. Yeah, there's some things, some small things with your equipment, like your arrow's not flying right, or you're not mm-hmm. being too big. Yeah. Or maybe you didn't bring the right quiver for the stuff you're walking through. Yeah, you
0: gotta adapt constantly. Adapt constantly. Make sure that your skills are honed.
2: But it's not. And it's not on. Uh, it's not on your sights being knocked off. Or your, your, you know, your broad head opened up. Hopefully, you're shooting fixed blade broadheads, shoot traditional. And, uh, it's, I mean, it's simple. That's why we, that's why we love to do it. And it uh, brings us back to where it all started. Before, as a society, we've started pursuing more and more technology. Another thing is, too, I highly suggest you make sure that you are, uh, You've been doing some walking prior to making a trip like this, and also that you bring plenty of water with you, plenty of water, because the worst thing is for you to go and not be drinking water before you get out there, or not be hydrated, and then you start walking a lot, and then you get a headache, and then you're down for the count for maybe the afternoon, you don't feel good.
1: Yeah. Which are all really good points. Propel to
0: to replant, because just water for me it doesn't do it. Every I'd say every three four bottles of water, place in some propel. Uh, but that I'd say it boils down to this: once you locate the pigs, you, you're you're in an area where they're at, and you can tell there's fresh sign. Uh, Dindy was talking about green poop is some of the freshest sign there is. You know, if you uh, if you see you know tracks, if they looks like you know, fresh dirt that's been kicked up or uh over your boot tracks or tire tracks, you know, you're gonna know when you're in, in its uh you know, target rich environment. And uh after that it, it's really just
1: uh, it's hot, man. yeah, you gotta yeah, for sure. It's, yeah. it's hot, man. good stuff though. It's a it's, a, it's an awesome area. That's what a fun trip. Awesome. a lot of fun. Sure, rocking, so. Anything else you want to say? Yeah, that's it. All right, that's
0: good. We'll uh, update you on the end of the last two hots Yeah, the cooler's empty or full.
1: Matt yeah. killed a pig. Last day, last hunt. Then the last
0: 125 hour. 125 miles, continue straight.
2: Now we're heading home. Yeah. Three hours to. Drive. So we had tried a brand new area this morning. It was uh, another area that had water frontage but had not been open the entire time we've been here. It just opened. It wasn't planned to open it today. And so we thought it'll, it'll be a shorter drive, we'll get in a quick two hour hunt, we'll try to be out there before the sun comes up. And we'll split up and we'll, uh, we'll just work that uh, water. Way back into like to to the other person, so I walked. I don't know how many miles I had walked, but got to the last quarter-mile stretch where I had planned to make my way back to where Mike had parked the truck, and then he was making his way back. Um, He was, I think, at the time, was like what two miles, somewhere around that, from the truck. So I had uh, had a hard time finding. I was at like finding water off of this main river and so finally in this last stretch there was there was like a, a water watery area like a slough and uh, so I started walking down that direction and it was on the way to the, the truck and the trail that the truck was on anyway so I started heading that way and ended up getting to the uh, almost the bottom of it I saw something moving across the other side of the bank and it was a pig stop and see if I could see any more pigs. and stood there, and I kind of lost sight of that one pig that I had seen and at that time I only thought it was one, and uh, so I was like kind of worried that it was going up a hill onto an island, and then I needed to slip around the back side of that to catch it, um, and then I, so I was like, well, I'm going to take a few steps to my right, and I could see just a tail flicking. and uh, so I, I took a few more steps, and I could see two pigs, and I stood sit there for a few seconds, and That's all I saw. And in between me and them was water, but I still could probably get about 10 to 15 yards closer. Um, And then the way they were working, it looked like they were going to work down the edge of that little island just off the water that was in between us. And so I closed that distance and stopped behind a uh, a cypress, big cypress tree, and they kept walking, right to left, walking kind of... Towards me, but parallel with me, and so they finally got to a point where there was a tree that had fallen down right there on that edge. I could tell that they were going to be able to go around that. Let's they got in the water, which they probably wouldn't do that, or they're going to walk up, up and around it, which would put them further away from me. So the first one, there was two of them, um, juvenile-sized pigs, probably 35, 40 pounds at the best. So the one, and, and the one closest to me, and they were constantly moving and you know, picking around, and eating, and the one closest to me. Burn, a little bit broadside, kind of corner away. So I drew, picked a spot, shot, and when I shot the arrow, I thought I'd missed the, that pig, and that somehow the second pig had lined up with that, that first pig behind it, but it was higher on the bank, because there was that little uh, island that they were standing on the side of it, and it, it hit that pig, and the arrow stuck in it, and the pig started squealing and doing circles. So I thought that i had missed that first pig, spying that other pig or it hit something the broken shoulder and it was going to it was gonna uh, expire right there and it was screaming and spinning around and the other pig was standing there watching it and kind of moving so i tried knocked over there to try to shoot the, that next pig there was an opportunity there and the one that i thought i'd missed and uh, it was moving and i ended up missing it and so that pig that had the arrow stuck in it ran it kind of walked up the hill or i guess spun ran whatever up the hill uh, still squealing, and the other pig followed it and stopped right to on the, we're just out of where I could just barely see the back end of it. Then it fell over. So I was like, oh my goodness, I must have shot that pig. and shot through it and hit that second pig. And so that pig, it kept squealing, and uh, and then it, it kind of was squealing, but you could tell it was going away from me up there on that hill, and then it stopped. So I thought it was, I thought it had died. Oh my goodness, I just shot two pigs with one arrow, or just killed two pigs with one arrow. And so, uh, of course, uh, I called Mike. I was uh, beside myself, and what just happened? We hit, I don't know how many miles we probably put in him, myself, and Tim uh, this week since Wednesday. Tim had to leave and go home early, but we, uh, I don't know, it's probably close to, I don't know how many miles. What do you think? 40 miles or something? Yeah. 50 something like something that, like that, that we we're all we're, you know we're all in it together we, we put this many miles per person each day so we definitely worked for it yeah uh, and had had opportunities and just uh, or what we thought were opportunities which weren't necessarily opportunities and every single time but had, had some missed shots and uh, had blew some, you know ended up getting busted a few times and so we were on pegs pretty much most of the time we were here. Not every single hunt, or not every single person, but I think at, at, every every day we were oh, yeah. hunting somebody. Possible. Somebody that's all all pigs more yeah. than There, any, um,
1: there and was certainly for me. even opportunities too. I mean, it's, I think what, we we're just talking. I had three. He had three, and I think
2: Tim had two, but Tim left early, so no. Yep. So. so yeah, it was definitely we're in the right spot. Um, and so anyway, so we called Mike. Mike made his way to me and uh, obviously I obviously had found that first pig and so I went over there to that and then uh, found my arrow not far past that and of course it's coated in blood and it's laying there and there's you can see a blood trail, a pretty good blood trail where that second pig had gone to. So I started looking and uh, it was in like kind of a uh, it was like some water oaks and stuff up there. So you got these really small leaves and pine straw with some pines mixed in so it's hard to see and there was some good areas where there was blood and then it would kind of be sparse and some drops so it took me a while to pick through that and I, the, looking up there going forward the direction that that pig was heading there was a bunch of palmettos. so I thought that yeah, it was probably laying in there and you know, expired so of course I kept walking and, and Mike's walking two miles to me so it took him some time to get there and I finally got to the point to where I, the blood had just teetered out there was no more blood and it was going into like a thick long strip of palmetto's next to a um this probably I don't know how old a what yeah, cut and, yeah. And, yeah that was grown up and hadn't been burned in a while and it was it was very thick. Um, and so Mike got there and we got the other pig gutted and got it packed up and then started uh looking at the last spot of blow which had gone that pig had gone about two hundred yards. Um, and so at that point I'm trying to rethink the shot. It's coming out and where that shot was at and uh it seemed that, just based off of what I remember, it was, you know, the arrow hit, hit that pig high. Um, it wasn't going to look good left to right, but it was high. And, and obviously based off of the, uh, the arrow falling out and just the blood that we had, uh, there was not two holes in that pig. There was only one, uh, which uh, I'm sure that arrow had lost momentum after it went through that first pig <laughs> to hit the second pig. So, sad, freaking awesome. Sad to say, so awesome that we did not recover that second pig. Hopefully, that pig will survive. Unfortunately, if it does survive, it's now a lot smarter, and it's probably going to be pretty hard to kill uh, for somebody down the road. Uh, But we got some meat in the cooler. We're headed home. Uh, Have a, uh, a get together. They're a little skinnier now, too. I think Mike is, uh, I think now Mike is, he weighs less now than he did when he was in high school. Probably. So I know my belt. I was able to tighten my belt up a little bit, which I needed to. So that was good. Yeah, the well, path
1: you walk is important. You know, it's not, not, uh, not just about the quantity. You know, the quality is important. It's not always about the kill, either. I mean, the kill's is nice. It's icing on the cake. It's confirmation. Did everything right. The entire time was a huge success. I mean, that, that was a win, and it, it made the trip a lot more fun. But you're not, you know, beating your head against the wall wondering what you're doing wrong. You're, you know, you know you're doing something right because you're getting opportunities. It's just, you know, you. And uh, that's
2: all you can ask for. I'm happy. It's a good trip. Yeah, we had a blast. We'll be back again soon. Yeah.